Hey folks, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox. Hope you're doing well. We wanted to stay on the topic of Jesus' birth this week. And the reason is because it's still close to Christmas. We're right there when I'm recording this. And it's just so exciting. Now last year around this time, we did an Advent series and a Christmas episode. And then last week, we talked about Jesus in the flesh and why he needed to come in that form. And we highly suggest you listen to all those episodes, whether it's for the first time or maybe again or again and again, (laughs) because they're all a healthy reminder of why we celebrate Christmas. We all know it, right? We all say it. Jesus is the reason for the season, right? And it's so true. It's so true. But this time around, though, we want to talk about Mary and Joseph. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus. And we're going to focus on Matthew 1 and 2, as well as Luke 1 and 2. And we're not going to be reading the verses, but these represent the lineage and birth of Jesus. Now, there are some religions and denominations within Christianity that hold Mary to to a high esteem. Okay, and some even pray to her or bow down to her. We we should absolutely commend her (laughs) with her dedication to God for doing what she did. And, And that's what we plan to do here today. But she was a mere human, and she should not be worshipped, as I would create her as an idol. As you would know in, in, in the Bible, idols are not God, and idols are not good. They lead to a lot of issues. So let's commend Mary this time around, but let's not worship her. Let's worship Jesus Christ. Now, there's this very odd rumor It is a rumor. It's so untrue. It's crazy that Mary was taken by the Holy Spirit against her will. I've heard this recently and I'm like, what? Basically, people are saying that the birth of Jesus was forced upon her. Now, I want to mention that this is just entirely not true. And there's no indication in the Bible that she was sad or resistant to, to birth him and then to raise him. If anything, it was like the polar opposite. She was like so excited to be chosen to be the one to to birth God in the flesh. Like literally God in the flesh. Now, if I was her, I'd be super excited. I cannot birth children because I'm a male, but, but I would be so excited if I could. I would be so excited if I could, but then I'd also be a little nervous that I don't get into like a I'm not going to say car accident because they didn't have cars or like, you know, a horse accident or something, you know, something where something can go wrong. But just wanted to mention that this is totally not true. If you hear this rumor, it is not true biblically. It makes no sense it will be true. Everything that was written about her and afterwards just show that she was excited to raise Jesus. Okay, so that's the first thing. Now, I want to go over some points that we know biblically about Mary. The first thing is she was a virgin at the time she became impregnated with Jesus. Number one. Number two, she was betrothed or engaged to Joseph. Three, she loved, loved the Lord and her pregnancy was confirmed by her relative Elizabeth. And then four, she put her identity in Christ, which sounds kind of odd because she birthed Christ, but she put her identity in God and in Christ and also continued to play that mother role. Now, historically, women and men stayed virgins until they were married. Okay, this, this, in my opinion, and biblically, is a great move <laughs> to reveal and keep the sanctity of marriage. It really is. And in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about marriage and sexual relations. And it's not that we should 
focus on the fact that we should keep our virginities before marriage. It's, it's that our focus should be on the Lord, like serving the Lord so much. And then if the situation arises, would you burn with passion for a person? Then marriage should be something to consider prior to having those types of intimate relations. Now, instead of going into all of this now, because we really don't need to, I'm going to stick with the fact that G- Mary was a, was a virgin and that she and Joseph were going to be wed. Okay, and more on Joseph soon. Now, in Luke 1, we hear of a woman named Elizabeth being barren, which means she could not have children, but then becomes pregnant by her husband, Zechariah, a Levite priest. Again, we're not going to go deep into who Zechariah is and what a Levite priest is and all this stuff. It really doesn't matter right now, but Elizabeth is to give birth to John the Baptist. Now, we know John to be the one setting the way to repentance before Jesus' ministry. The word syngenes, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right in Greek, is used in this chapter to refer to Elizabeth and Mary. Elizabeth and Mary as relatives. Now, some translations say cousin, but either way, John and Jesus are related in some way. And then it's really cool because when Mary visits Elizabeth, when Elizabeth is six months pregnant with John, John jumps for joy in the womb. How crazy is that? Mary and Elizabeth both talk about the miraculous pregnancies that they couldn't do they couldn't get pregnant both of them because she was a virgin she did not have sexual relations mary and then elizabeth was barren and both of those were miracles that they both became pregnant so they're talking about this right and and mary expresses this excitement about the pregnancy she's like oh this is so amazing and she sings a song in luke 1 46 to 56 she sings a song does that sound like somebody that's upset that they're pregnant, that somebody was against their will made pregnant by, by the Holy Spirit? No, it doesn't at all. She sings a song, right? She even talks about how humble she feels and how special she feels for being the one to carry God in the flesh. And I talked with Stacy, and she agrees that would be pretty amazing to carry God in the flesh. It'd be kind of a little bit worrying. Like I said, I wouldn't want to mess up and do something wrong, but Shoot, that would be pretty amazing. Now, she continued to serve that said Lord, not only in her heart, but also as a mother, and listened to to angels directing them to Egypt because of Herod's jealousy and wanting to kill Jesus. She protected Jesus as a mother by following orders from God. So her first identity was a God follower. She loved God so much, so that was, she was listening to God and the angels. And then her role as a mother, she, if she didn't want to do this, if she felt awful about the Holy Spirit coming, coming onto her and impregnating her with, with Jesus, the Son of God, she probably wouldn't have listened after those threats came. If she heard the angel saying, you must get out now, she'd be like, no, <laughs> I don't care about Jesus. I don't care about me. I don't care about this. I don't want to be pregnant. That's how she probably would have acted. But no, she saved Jesus with Joseph fleeing to Egypt. She listened and she followed what God said. And then as Jesus grew older, she was always there for him. She knew who he was. All the way to the cross, she was there at the cross and watched her son die there. It's clear that she had dedication for serving the Lord both in the spirit and in her flesh. Listen, Mary is 
really amazing. <laughs> she really is. She is pretty amazing of a person. She is a God lover. She absolutely loves God so much that she her life was in danger. She was not rich or anything. She was just virgin girl that could have died. She could have died because people wanted to kill her when they found out she was pregnant before marriage. She was pretty amazing. And she'd never stop serving the Lord. And I'll never discount that. I'll never discount how amazing she is. But I want to talk about Joseph now. Now we're unsure if Joseph was a widower, where he was married previously, or if he also was a virgin and unwed prior to the engagement to marry. Okay? However, what we do know is this man loved God as well. And he really, really loved God. Now he was so dedicated to serving the Lord. And, and even Mary, because even though she became pregnant without having sexual intercourse with him, he didn't want to publicly humiliate her by ousting her as this adulterer or fornicator, which would lead to her stoning. He felt in her heart, so in his heart, so much love for Mary that even though if, if, if she was an adulterer or a fornicator and she became pregnant with somebody else's child before they got married, before Joseph and her got married, he was not even going to get her killed. Why this is important is because God chooses who he knows he can trust with certain situations. He knew Joseph wouldn't have, have Mary killed. He knew that, which would ultimately kill Jesus in the womb, wouldn't it? He chose Joseph knowing his heart and also sent an angel to confirm everything. Apparently, it was so real to Joseph that he firmly believed and then took on the full role of father or stepfather in this case. Now, we don't know much about Joseph other than the verses in the early chapters of Matthew and Luke where he helps Mary significantly even when they're being hunted by Herod and his men. He listened even though this child was not technically his child, he listened to the Lord, he followed the Lord, he protected Mary, and he protected Jesus. And he up and left his life to do so. He went all the way to Egypt too. He abstained from sexual intercourse with Mary until after Jesus was born, and probably until they wed. Now that's Matthew one twenty-five. That really shows his dedication to the Lord and not to his personal, selfish, fleshly wants, doesn't it? I'm sure he loved Mary a lot. He was probably physically attracted to her. I'm sure he wanted to do those things. Okay, we don't have to get into detail, like I said, but just think about that. Being of the world and of the fleshly wants versus the spirit. Joseph was clearly of the spirit. He also frantically searches for Jesus when Jesus is a preteen or teenager, when he goes, quote-unquote, missing, when he was teaching those people in the temple. If he was a stepfather that didn't care about the Lord, if he was a stepfather that didn't care about the child, if he was a stepfather that only cared about himself, all those things he wouldn't have done. He would have been like, I don't care about the kid. He's not mine. I want to do this for myself. I want to have sexual intercourse with this woman even while she's pregnant with the Lord, with this with this baby that's not, that's not mine. I want to, not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just trying to say he abstained because he found that her womb was so sacred, so sanctified 
that he did not want to do it, and also the sanctity of marriage. He probably waited till they were wed. But all these things start to paint this picture of a God-fearing, God-loving stepfather. It's incredible. Throughout the whole New Testament, we hear Jesus referred to as the son of Joseph or son of the carpenter, even though Joseph was not his biological father, but what we would call his stepfather. And why I mention this is he seemingly played a great role of being a father to Jesus. Really amazing. Folks, we see what two humans can do when they dedicate their lives to the Lord. Mary and Joseph both put God first and center in their lives. This led them to being great spouses to each other and great parents to their children. Now we hear of other brothers in, of Jesus in, in the New Testament, whether they were before, if Joseph was married before, or whether it was after. But either way, they were great spouses to each other because they followed God. They were great parents because they followed God. They put God center, front and center in their lives. He was married to God and Mary in his heart. The same way Mary was married to God and Joseph in her heart. It was such a beautiful story. Even though it was hectic, it was crazy. I'm sure there was so much going on before and during the whole pregnancy and the birth. And fearing the death of Jesus, they had to flee and listen to the angels. It was probably so crazy, but they didn't even think twice. They just went and did it. Both Mary and Joseph deserve like a ton of applause for what they did seeking God first and loving God so much and then following his commands, which led to the salvation for the entire world. The entire world. All the people that were there then, all the people that were born after, and all the people that were born before even. God asked that they participate with him in this journey to save his people, and they agreed. They happily agreed. Let's all look at Joseph and Mary as these two amazing parents of Jesus, but these two great people in history that helped form this baby that came and saved the world. Now, Jesus was always of the Spirit, okay? So, Either way, he was going to do it. But the fact that Mary carried him for so many months, for the nine months, and they gave birth as a virgin, which was probably extremely painful. And then for Joseph to believe in his wife-to-be, to know that she was not lying, and to believe and trust in the Lord, and then be that father figure and that husband for Mary. Gosh, it's amazing. Really meditate on Jesus' birth stories within Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. Seriously, reread them with this perspective. It's an amazing thing. And I think sometimes we discount it a little bit. So let's continue to worship Christ. Let's not worship Mary and Joseph. Meditate on their story. It's an amazing story. But let's keep worshiping Jesus the Christ. And here are three questions for you to dig deeper into that heart of yours and my heart because I reread these and I 
go over these questions myself. But question number one is how would you have responded as Mary that you would give birth to the Messiah and would need to raise him? How would you have responded if you were the one to play the role of Mother Mary or the Mother of Christ? Question two, how would you have responded as Joseph during the pregnancy news and knowing you are called to raise the Messiah, who technically is not your son? Is not your son? How would you have responded as Joseph now? And finally, how does the whole story of Christ's birth, including Mary and Joseph's, change your perspective on the celebration of our salvation? Thank you so much for listening in today. We absolutely love all of you and we pray for you always. We ask that you first go tell people about Jesus. Tell people of the gospel, the gospel of Christ coming, dying in the flesh, being resurrected in the spirit for all of us to have eternal life. If we just believe in him, believe that he is the Christ, believe that he is the Messiah and then start following him. And please go ahead. Please tell everybody about Holy Spirit Soapbox. We want to keep reaching everybody across the world so that we can give to them the gospel, the great news, and these perspectives on the Bible. I want to pray over everybody. If you could take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, let's talk to our creator. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for sending your one and only son to us in the flesh to die on a cross for all of us and for resurrecting and for giving us eternal life for all that believe in him. Thank you so much for the the role models that we can look at in Mary and Joseph who loved you so much and did all this for you. They participated with you. When you called them, they ran to you. They said yes, and they did it. And same with Elizabeth and Zechariah, right? All those people that you called and that you continuously call, and they said yes, we want to say yes too. We want to feel the love and grace and mercy that you give to us every single moment of our lives, even though we don't deserve it. And we want to say yes to you. We thank you so much for forgiving us of all those times that we said no. And we want to come back to you. And we want to forgive others if they've hurt us and bring them back to you. We pray that you can keep us away from these fleshly things like you did with Joseph, knowing his heart and Mary's heart, knowing their hearts that they would not turn from you, that they would participate with you in saving the world. We thank you so much and we praise you and give you all the glory and worship that you deserve. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray, amen.